All right, everybody, welcome back to the Aeon Squad podcast. This is a part two of a three-part episode about the Wadget Week. So if you haven't listened to episode one, um, I believe it's called Avra Hedavra. It is on our website <laughs> and wherever you find our podcast. So go check that out first and then come back and listen to this one. All right, so here we are, part two. Yeah, so this was um, after we did the whole Avra Hedavra ritual thing and we were going out into the world. This was like our this is like our debutante ball. This was the first <laughs> time that I used the term the Aeon rides. I was like, we're gonna get in the fucking car. We're gonna we're gonna bring in Missoula. We're gonna go to Salem and shit. We're gonna go to Salem, New Hampshire, and then Salem, Mass. We're gonna do with crazy occult magical mystery tour. And when we were driving the car, uh, Missoula was like, pick a card, and you pick the card. It was the fucking Aeon. It was the. <laughs> <laughs> yup. That's how yeah, it goes, man. dude. That's that's what that's happens. Just, yeah. Cards don't lie. No, my cards don't lie. <laughs> the other day I was at a wedding and Shakira's Hips Don't Lie came on. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, wow, I, you know, I can't believe like, you know, I saw your body moving. It's, it's driving me crazy. It's like, I can't, I had no idea. It's like, dude, it's Shakira. Like, how did you not know? Right? Like everybody, everybody knows. She's got hips that don't. Of course, well, maybe they didn't before the song, but they probably should have, admittedly. Sorry, this is a little different. <laughs> Are hips capable of lying? That's a good question. I don't think so. Her hips are full of lies. Oh, my God. <laughs> lying hipsters. Damned lies and ass. Anyway. So this is like the little break between the crazy magical shit. This is our little, this is the most normal thing that happens to us. <laughs> it's not very right. normal. Because <laughs> our trip was like one crazy day of magic. Well, it was a day of, a day of work <laughs> and then a crazy right. night of magic. And then like yeah. three days that were like kind of uh, in between, you know, it was yeah. like us kind of reflecting and building and getting ready for the final the final night, the 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 right. big crazy. What kind of what kind of breadcrumbs do we dangle for the final night? It's the the long night of the new moon, right? Right, but that's what we that's I think that's the title for this episode because the final oh, night it? is chapel. the The final episode is chapel. Oh Perils. right, because we get into right. the final night uh, in this episode even. So right, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're not sold by now, I I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> It's 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 those it I'll say it's this was like the craziest week of my life and this shit gets keep just keeps getting weirder so Yep. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll stop talking now. Enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. There's more stuff that happened before we oh. left. So oh, is there? We should talk about. Oh, the apple! The apple! Oh, oh my oh, the, god! The, the fruit, remember? Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, before the ritual, we were at Stop and Shop getting like whatnot. I'm like, dude, we should get these uh, these spiritually significant fruits and eat them after Rawrquee blesses them. You're like, okay, couldn't hurt. <laughs> so, little did we know it could hurt. 
So we got two plums, two peaches, and two apples. They were all, that was the best plum, the best peach, and the best apple I've had in my entire life. It was truly divine. It was like an archetypal perfect apple, honey crisp. They were so red. So this is at the very end. This is right after Rahorqui left. We were about to pack it in. We had the fruit. Um, so I took it by the plum. You know, pretty simple, earthy, grounding. Salt of the earth, whatever. I had the peach. It was so soft and so sweet, so tender. And you know, After having... And what? It looks like a... It looks like a... A pussy. It looks like a vagina. I mean, that's... It was sapphic. So, it sapphic, little, I like, love it. Oh my god. It was beautiful. Babylon, Babylon approved. Babylon approved. <laughs> it was so good. It was, yeah, but then we had dripping. the apple. Uh. Yeah, dude, I know. I took like a regular bite and just went. Went. <laughs> it was sapphic. It was, uh, it was Babylonian. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, then we ate the apples. I took, I took a regular sized bite. You chowed down on it. You took I, like five I took, bites. Like, I ate like a quarter of the apple in a bite. I was like, and then I came back yeah. later and continued to eat it because I was hungry. Oh, my God. So, and so, dude, even be before we did that, I said to you, I said, this is the knowledge. This is the yeah, fruit this of is the, the tree, tree of knowledge and evil. The Garden of Eden. This is the garden I said that, yes. I was not lying. Well, and I was like, hey, I'm in this, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, we're, we're making a wadget. While we're at it, we might as well eat the fucking apple, yeah. right? And it's, it's like a situation where you eat, like, six edibles or something like that. Because I was in the shower, and I was yeah, like... These brownies ain't shit. <laughs> I was in the shower, and I just, like... All of a sudden, I just had to puke, and I'm like, whatever. I just puke in the shower and spit up this, like, orange, pulpy, like, you know, just apple. And I had this realization. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Nephilim! of it. I just running out, like wrapped in my. T I wasn't even wrapped in my towel. I just had the towel. I was like dripping naked, and I was like, the 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 knowledge of good and evil, the fruit. It's Koranzeron. It's the abyss. It's three three three. So I was like, I was like, slow down. <laughs> this this guy is. He came out of the shower. I don't think there was a towel. So so hear me so hear me out so hear me out so the fall the fall of the, from the Garden of Eden, yep. Uh, with, with the apple, is considered like the descent from this is the descent from the supernals into the world of formation, the world of matter, like kabbalistically. So that's crossing through that's the crossing abyss, right? From through the, the abyss, yeah. From so the, the supernals are like that's the the trinary primordialism of mm -hmm. the kabbalist tree of life, right? The, the unmanifest, the supernal mother and father. Yeah. Right? The positive and negative tendencies mm -hmm. and mildness. Yeah. Yep. So I thought about it and I was like, wait. The knowledge of good and evil. What's knowledge? Da'ath is knowledge. Da'ath, which is the same sphere as Karanzaron. Yep. The abyss. Yep. And... I was like, oh shit, no wonder I threw up this apple. <laughs> Which is why I was like, oh my gosh, you need to know this. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you know, so Liam went back into the shower, and I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, I was like, the Abyss, Karanzan, 333, Eden. I started having this weird feeling. <laughs> it was very, very unusual. It was cold, but it wasn't cold. It was dark, but it wasn't dark. There were feelings that 
they reminded me of other feelings, but they weren't those feelings. They were like senses that I'm not, I wasn't used to being exercised. It was, I don't know, Lovecraftian? It was cosmic horror. It was feelings and perceptions that I was not used to at all having. And it wasn't like a trip, like it wasn't like visions and shit, but it was like sensations and like impressions and geometry and what have you. And uh, I realized what the feeling was. The adjective is abyssal. I felt myself teetering at the brink of the abyss. Suddenly I knew, not analytically, but viscerally, what the abyss was. I saw there, and I saw I saw the whole story. You have to go to the abyss, kill your ego in order to reach Babylon. That is the final step of enlightenment. And I was like, if I was like the, I was standing there, and if it was like standing in front of an endless black cave. And I was like, I must go in there and destroy myself at some point. But today is not that day. So I stood up, went to the bathroom, and threw up the same orange weird shit that you did. <laughs> it's Crosson three 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 dripping. Yeah. And then and then um that day when we were driving, we saw three on the road. Yeah. Little road sign on yeah, the way to, yeah. to, Of course, we had the I had the backpack with Missoula in the Adafruit box. Oh, which by the way, I I upgraded him. Oh hell yeah! That's awesome. Oh dude, because Rahuri is making fun of Missoula because he's like, look at that shitty box the kids put you in. Look at you, old man. <laughs> and we're like, we wrote they wrote seventy eight uh, on it with a sharpie. <laughs> They put his number on there with a sharpie. Oh my god! Remember when he was like threatening to put him in the box? That was so funny. Oh my god! He did put him in the box. It was like he the, did. He the did. Burnham sketch. <laughs> oh my god! So then, um, when did we do the actual apple eat? The next day? When, no, it was we, the we day did... after because we did a divination. Um. It was right. on. So wait, said, no, wait, was it, on, has... it was on Tuesday, right? The um, the apple eating. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was the it was the day we went to Salem, right? Wasn't it that no, morning? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It no? wasn't that. No. Well, the original okay. apple eating was before we went to Salem, but the time that we right. got the apple out of the freezer was the day that we went into Boston. It was before that. Oh right. So that was because we day did after the divination Salem, right? the night before. It right, was the right. seven of cups, I think, that was like, you were like, oh, maybe we should talk to Karanzaran. Right. No, that was your idea. It was like debauch or whatever, something like that, or like indolence. Oh, I was, I, <laughs> I said, should we should talk to Azazel, the demon of uncleanliness? <laughs> <laughs> that was your idea. I feel like I, I must have spent a lot of a lot of time with that guy in college in my fucking dorm on cleanliness. <laughs> um, yeah, one of my, my, my unclean roommates too. Yeah, on cleanliness. So yeah, that guy's been pretty heavily represented in my life. Every music festival, every porta potty. He's one of the as Asmodeus servitors. Oh my god. Yeah, we, we the, called him. One of the Abramlin ones. One of the Abramlin. One of the Asmodeus ones. Right. Asmodai. Asmodeus. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, there was that moment of fright when when Asmodeus appeared, remember? Asmodeus oh, the closet. The, yeah, the, the, the closet was all scary. You kept telling me the closet was scary. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of see what you're saying. And then we were like, what's in the closet? Yeah, because we asked Missoula. 
Yes, Missoula. Yeah, so he he gave me a tarot card, and I looked at the card, and then I heard the name Asmodeus. I was like, oh. (laughs) So it was just, he wasn't doing anything menacing. It was just him making his presence known, and he's just a scary guy. Just is. He's not mean. He's just scary. Yeah, no, he is. I hung out with him before. (laughs) I kind of dig it, though. I, no, I respect him. Everyone's got their vibe. You know? Asmodeus, he, he the demon of flames who comes on the scorching rays of the sun. I'm about it, right? That Hell sounds yeah. great. Yeah, gotta respect the classics. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, we ate the apple. That was weird. Then, that was the day we went to Stonehenge, right? Um, yeah, so we went to Stonehenge without sleeping after the, the ceremony. Right, because I didn't need sleep because I had a god inside, right? Yeah. Yep. That'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Stonehenge is another story. Very cool. I, I met my astral fox familiar there that had been waiting for 4,000 years. He's such a good boy. His name is Kitsune, and I love him. I will die for that fox. <laughs> so, such a sweetie. I know! He's Boy, he saved our ass in the scary forest. He dude. did. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was so scary. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Guys, get ready. Chapel Perilous is gonna fuck you up. You think the <laughs> shit we're talking about now is weird? No. <laughs> Not, no. This this is foreplay. Oh this is just god. setting the scene. Dude, people are think we're gonna think we're making sh- this shit up. <laughs> they already do, dude. That's the thing though, because this can be enjoyed whether or not it's false. That is myth, right? Mm-hmm. Story that transcends truth and falsehood. It's just story. So get fucked. Rat objas. Objrats. <laughs> What's a slur I can use for objective rationalists? Rational materialists. 474 worshippers. What's 474? Da'ath. Oh, right. Oh, the super atheists, right? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> the fucking yeah, like I Richard love the Because the Sefer Sephiroth with that one, they're like... They, they were like... Oh yeah, knowledge, it's like pure rationalism and it's like it's say that like, you know, extreme atheists like worship this this entity. So it's like an actual entity. That's so funny. There is a god of atheism. Yes. yes. Get yeah, yeah, fucked. atheism is Get a religious fucked. is yes, religious. <laughs> atheism is a religious too, motherfuckers. You can't not play the game. Right, yeah, exactly. You're yeah, here. No, you got, yeah, you, you made it to Earth. There are gods. Figure it out. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's, it's like, and it's like, you say there's no proof, and I'm sure you believe that. <laughs> but I think you're wrong in this case. I have a lot of proof for a lot of things, man. That's all. I have the tablet of fucking Rahorquit. I have the fucking chapter 5 of the Book of the Law. Dude. Dictated directly by Babylon. The babe of all babes. The divine queen whore. My virgin and my harlot. We'll get I to love that Babs later. so much. How couldn't you? How couldn't she? loves you too. Aww. So, um. Oh yeah, while we're on the topic, Bab- the Babylon sec, Babylon's what is it? The lustful, the lustful coven, coven Lust- of Babylon one five six. The lustful coven dot com. Yeah, that's gonna be a thing. Sex magic is very real. You know? we're at a time in, in history where 
people are becoming liberated and less repressed, and you realize that there's a spiritual aspect to sex as well. It's not just physical, right? Mm-hmm. And you can, just like every other, other part of your life, you can find more value, right? And why not use it to cast spells? You know, why not make the elixir of life? It's the thing you can do. Yep. And it's it's a secret key, you know? DJ Khaled, major keys to life. <laughs> DJ Khaled is the dark keeper of the keys. He is Mr. 78. <laughs> Missoula said, shut your whore mouth. When I said that. That's what he said. Comparing him to DJ Khaled. That's what you get, old man. You fucking old fuck. When's the last time you saved the world? He said yesterday. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Okay. So, we did the Stonehenge shit. We, we chatted up Babylon's sex coven. Um, and then, so, is, 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 uh, is the fruit the next thing? The fruit? No, well, Salem, right? Okay, okay, yeah, Salem. So we're like, oh, so this is our objective. I said to you, Liam, we're going to go, we're going to find the lunar shield in Salem. It's going to be there. Yep. You're like, okay, I'll take you up on that. So we went there. And uh, as we were approaching the town, you could tell immediately that it was strange, right? It had an energy about mm-hmm. it. It had a vibe. Yeah, definitely. It, it was and a it's vortex. Like you said, it's like once you cross a certain point, right? You go past once you get to the brick buildings and stuff, the old buildings from like the 1500s shit. That's you start feeling different. The air is different. The the light is different. The people are different. Everything feels different. It's magic key. It's a magical nexus. It's a place where lots of people do magic and believe in magic. So yeah, it's different. It's different there. So you know, there's a lot of bullshit in Salem. We didn't spend that long there because if you spend too much time there, you just end up seeing a lot of the tourist trap stuff. Well, so we hadn't slept there. either, and I was like, right, we were, we were losing steam. I was starting to feel it. I was starting to feel yeah. it at this point, because this was like afternoon of day two after we worked all day, magic, yep. magic all night, drive all sleeping all day, day, staying up all night, and my bladder was being super overactive. Dude, whenever you travel, it's always when you travel, right? I know. Are you so, saying um, I want to get? No, I'm not gonna go in. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll have. We'll, we will have solutions in the future. We will have solutions. So, um, nanobots, dude. They're gonna change everything. Nanobot swarms. Whoa. Oh. So we went to a couple of cool places. So, let's see. The first place we saw was it was a magic store. Uh, it was like a Western store. Hermetic arts. They had Egyptian shit in the um in the place so we went in there and you could tell that it was legit right like i've been i've been in a decent I, number of I occult stores you can tell win- i got a look in the window i like well i saw the name i got like yeah. a glimpse of the store and i saw the guy and i knew it was legit oh you saw the guy you saw the guy okay <laughs> the guy what well, the guy gave me yeah, away. yeah 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 yeah. You, yeah took one look at him and i knew yeah no you, game recognized game so we got the we got the onk, dude. Look at that. So Rahorquit told us that this is the solar legendary planetary weapon. This will go to someone who has a solar alignment. Very cool. To be determined. I tried wearing it. I didn't feel good when I wore it. I could tell that it was for someone else, which I thought was very interesting. 
Rockwell Creed said, put it in Liam's care for now. You don't hold on to it. It's like, yeah. okay. It's in my care. And I can, I can, I can, I can hang, but it's, it's going to go to someone else. Definitely. I dig it though. I love it. I but have it... we had that hanging in our temple space when we were doing the temple. That was good. I have it hanging. I have it hanging in my temple. My well, my work slash temple space here. It's Hell nice. yeah! It's like the sun. So we went to that. We went to that store. Super cool guy. Uh, lots of good magical projects products. Very legit. And I saw there. There was this one section that had a bunch of like talismanic sigils, necklaces. I saw the sigil of Babylon, which I had just learned about Babylon like a week earlier. Um, I hadn't heard of her before, but she's like she's like the main, arguably the main uh, deity of Thelema. She is the love goddess. She is love. And um, you know, I read about her, and I was like, oh, this is I'm like super down with this. Um, and then I saw her sigil. And I was like, Liam, look, it's the Babylon sigil. You're like, you say she's calling out to you, right? Is that what she said? Is that what I said? He said something like that. It's like she's trying to reach you, something like that. And I was like, I guess so. So I bought it, and here it is. Here, I'll show you. Oh yeah. It's, it's uh... oh. There it is. That's. So um. That that became a whole rabbit hole, which we'll get to when we get to. But yeah, oh that's yeah. So that's when Babylon came on the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So she it started is, hanging yeah. out. That's it, right? That was it. That's when I invited her in. Vampire, right? Let me in. You have to invite the demon woman into your home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, we didn't we didn't really start getting the Babs action until Chapel Perilous. I feel like it was just kind yeah, of an yeah, introduction. Yeah, yeah, but she, she was she was with it though. Mm -hmm. She was with it. So yeah, we got the onk, we got a couple of cool candles and shit. Yep. And then we went to we went to the Asian store, right? Oh yeah, and the we got the, uh, you you found this. The, yes. No, we were looking the around. Crescent, the crescent shield. Yeah, it's. I was like, I saw that. I was like, oh, that is silver and moonstone, and it's shaped like a crescent. That is perfect. And I brought it to you, and you're like, is that silver and moonstone? I'm like, I think so. Moon, and, uh, like, rainbow you, moonstone. Rainbow moon, even better than regular moonstone. <laughs> yeah. I was like. Oh, rainbow moonstone! Isn't that a form of labradorite? And she's like, "No, it's a moonstone." And I'm like, "Wait, yes, it is." <laughs> you you had a moment. You're like, "You're like 120 dollars." I was like, "Liam, it's a uh, it's a legendary planetary weapon that Raw Queen get. It's 120 dollars. I think that's a pretty good trade." You're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah you know, yeah. You know, how, how many how many uh, legendary lunar shields are you going to buy in your life? Hopefully just this one, right? Hopefully, just, I mean, hopefully you don't need to replace. I don't think you're on your that thing. That thing is not gonna break, man. That thing can take some fucking hits. That's heavy. The shield. I mean, the yeah, shield yeah. is yeah. It suits you. It's good. So yeah, we got that. Um, we saw that cool warrior goddess, the sixteen-year-old teenage fighter girl. She's all red. Gave her a dollar. Um. Besides those those two places, was there any? We went to the cafe as well. Was there anywhere else we went? No, that was about it. We didn't spend too much time there. Yeah, yeah. Then, we didn't need to. We the, got what we needed to. Yeah, the bracelet and the hermetic her, hermetic arts were the big thing. Yeah. So that was awesome. We came back and we we kind of just chilled for the rest of the day, right? That day. Yeah, we were pretty tired. 
<laughs> oh, I think I, I think I slept like twelve hours that night. <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we talked to Rahorquid again that night because did we? No, oh, no, yeah. no, no. That we, you you had to finish your Klonak working that night, and then oh, we called yeah. Rahorquid to do the shield. Right, right. That's right, when we right, sparred, right? A little, yes. That's when we did. Yeah, we did spar. That was very cool. That was. That was cool. I, we should do more sparring. That's good. That'll we strengthen do. both of our weapons. Oh, dude, I'm down. Once we get our astral projection going, you and me and Mikael are gonna throw down. As I said, we're gonna give each other bruises. <laughs> That's how you get good. Bruises and scars. They accumulate into experience and tough parts. We have. It's. It's. This is like the section I watched the episode today of part two of JoJo where they put the the ring around his heart and his throat, <laughs> and he has a month to train rings. to train to fight the immortal fucking fucking dudes. The pillar man. The pillar man. Yeah, it's like damn, we gotta God, get fucking JoJo. spiritually ripped. I'm here for. I want to get. The, I want to get breathing mask that they have you know the breathing training mask oh jeez. yeah i also want to learn how to climb the hell climb pillar with my hamon the oil oh. he's using positive and negative hamon <laughs> <laughs> that shit is wild it's so good it's so everyone good. laughs at jojo but it has so many good magical techniques in it stand power man oh my stand. god oh my god <laughs> We watched we watched JoJo with the spirits. They liked it, right? <laughs> oh yeah, they did. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, how could you not? Yeah, Wait, is that the night we fun. watched? Did we watch Evangelion that night too? Oh my god, we did. Oh my gosh, we. Dude, Evangelion. <laughs> this. This this is why I'm like wow this is <laughs> even if we did it even if we didn't like hang out with gods all week it would have still been the craziest week in my life. <laughs> yes, it just kept getting more and more insane. But yeah, we watched Evangelion. That was a lot of fun. Um. So what was next? Um. So the next day was like. Kind of a rest day, right? We took it easy. I think we might have gone to a restaurant or something, but nothing big. We like watched some. We watched some JoJo and shit. We like. We just fucked around pretty much. I think we might have done some magical research or something, but nothing heavy. Oh yeah, is that when we? Is that when we read like the Book of the Law and Revelation, and we we interviewed your friend about the podcast? Right, right, right. Yep. Okay. So is the next thing the uh, the long night? Oh, uh, we have an, one more day left because we did a one reading more day at, the end of, at the end of the chill day for uh -huh. the entities that we should talk to. We talked about this earlier because it was Karanzaron and there were there were a couple others. Uh huh. But that's the day that we went to the magic store and got burgers. Oh yeah, yeah. And got, got the stuff for the party. For the party, because oh, yes, we're planning yes. a party. So, you know, at this point, I had Babylon in my ear. She was hanging out. She was more or less bound to me. She would ride me once in a while, and I would not disallow her at all. Why would I? So, she was, we were like, I was like, I want to make the next for the god. She's like, all right, I'm going to tell you what to make. I'm like, okay. 
like, I know this shit. This is the good shit the mortals are supposed to make for gods. I'm like, alright. Because it says pomegranate juice, unsweetened cranberry juice, and fortified sweet wine. We got that. Oh, and then also bromelain oil. <laughs> and then we found, you found for me, a recipe for ambrosia, which is you got a cake, you put in figs, you bake it, you make apple brown sugar butter that was put it so on between good. it's like caramel taffy dude it's insane put that layer that up put a shitload of honey and stuff put a bromeline you ideally you want to grease the cake pans with the bromeline oil that's how you get them good that's good so yeah we made that rhk complaining about the bromeline oil yeah dude yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that was good and she was right. It was the best drink I've ever had in my life. It got me more than drunk. <laughs> it, it gets, felt you, so it gets nice. you love love drunk, right? Well, I guess that's also the effect of just hanging around with Babylon. You know? <laughs> Demon woman. Demon woman. Demon woman. She called herself the babe of all babes. That's what she called herself. <laughs> I'd say she's oh earned my it. God. I know, I know, I know. I would never contradict her. She can cut off my tongue if I do so. <laughs> but she likes my tongue too much to get rid of it. So You can do a lot of things with your tongue. Hey man, so it's, that's why the tongue is your first weapon, the sword is your last weapon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, a good warrior never has to draw their blade, except for... Certain comers, certain comers. Well, I I know I know if what <laughs> a lot of comers when my tongue is around, if you know what I mean. Oh my God, good Lord! You and Babylon need to write a book together too. Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So we need to we need to get a we need to get dictation from Horpar Crot. Ooh. Right. He doesn't have much scripture assigned to him, does he? He is well, the god of silence, most, after all. Yeah, on most matters, he's silent. <laughs> uh, but the things he does talk about must be very valuable, then, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll think about it. You know, I think he prefers to be in the background. Yeah, he just, you know... Figuring, thi figuring things out. You know, he has all his Rahor Queen stomps around, yells at people, makes out with girls, throws his sword at people, casts spells, and Horpar Krat's just like... You know, Iwas was Horpar Krat's minister, right? Right, like right, his, uh, the right. The book so of the like law went uh, down under his discretion. Oh, he sent Iwas to do it? Yeah. Cool. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, gotta be, gotta be. Once again, if you generally, if you think something about Hippocrates, you're probably going to be, because it's his memory as well as yours. So, yeah, trust your instinct. You got him to give you the number, right? The Gamatria number. Um. Well, I did research on. Or did, or did you find that? Oh, you found numbers. it. You found it. I th I think yeah. we actually need. To, I need to do more research because, the like actual like hardcore like. Cause he's, they say he's synonymous with Horus, but he do, he, he has a different name for a reason, right? So, I think there's more well, I mean, calculations to be done. Well, I mean, he he is Horus in the same way that Rahor Queen is Horus. They both are Horus, but they both aren't exactly. Horus. 
Right, and you, know you mean? saw Raharquit had several numbers. So Hardcore Crop yes. probably does as well. Got to. Got to. Yeah. Oh, so while we were on the topic of Karanzan recently, as I mentioned, Wand. I like Wand. Oh, yeah, like you kept, we kept yeah. looking at it. Yeah, dude. so the Opera that was the we made the oil. things too. That was the first time I saw the Opermelene oil transmuting into objects. So, this wand I got some years ago, it's been my wand for my main wand. It's got a nice quartz point at the end. It's got a carnelian orb at the end. So good. You know, the magic shop lady is like, carnelian's good for manifestation and shamanic journeying. I'm like, sign me up. She was right. Um, especially manifestation. So I put the oil all over the wand. I put in the leather. I put on the crystal. Blah blah blah. Immediately the quartz crystal. The quartz crystal was it was kind of opaque and like cloudy and frosted looking. Put the oil on immediately. It was clear as day. So that's cool. But you know you can say, oh Nephilim, ocular rules, diffusion, light, prisms. I took physics. Shut the fuck up. This is magic. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the you know the raw rookie comes out. Um. So yeah, I, I'll get the one now. So the next day. There was this new black crack in the top of my wand. I'm gonna cover up some of this, but let's see here, can we see this here? See the black crack. Is that visible to the camera? Oh, uh, kind of. Yeah, you can you can see it's black. It's just kind of still fuzzy. Yeah, we can post pictures of it online, but I'll describe it. So it's a black crack. And so the black crack started at the top, and it like it started rotating around to the front. While as that happened, it took place over a couple days. Um, this spot the at the other side of it went from being dark red to being medium to bright orange. That happened. Um. And then the the black stripes, because it looks like tourmaline almost. Like you know, like tourmaline quartz has like the veins going. Mm -hmm. Is these deep black veins and fissures? They spread and spread like webs. And then they get to a point where it stops fracturing. It stops looking seismic and geometric, and it starts looking weird. And it stops being black. And it starts being a color that I can't even describe, dude. It's like whitish. I don't even know what to call it. It's like not even a color. I know that sounds insane, but I don't know the word for the color, dude. I'll take it once again. I'll take a picture later. So I was looking at this wand. I could tell it's clearly different. So I looked at the wand. I just examined it. And this is the first time that an object said a number to me and said 333. I was like, Liam, what the fuck is 333? Which you said. Kar I said Karanzaran! I'm like, Who's the guy? Karanzan, man. So Karanzan, the gatekeeper of the abyss, voluntarily entered my wand by means of the abramaline oil. Isn't that insane? And he has lent me the powers of the abyss. I can do things now that I couldn't do before, it's, and it's only because he allows me to. It's interesting, too, because how many how many demons and various entities have encounter we encountered that have asked as part of a pact for abyssal magic for abyssal power i've never heard anyone mention abyssal power really there were two really? 
I feel like there were two or three. There, there was a, at least one or two times where some some entity that we were talking to, like in order to, like to sign a pact, like asked you to give it some of its abyss, like to do some of its really? magic to it. Yeah, I must have forgot about I that. Feel like, Damn. I feel like sulfur. That that's what sulfur asked for. Oh right. Yeah, sulfur. Well, that's that's his wheelhouse. Yeah, I'll probably help him out with that. But I, that, no, that's Karanzan's deal. Uh, deal with him. That's not me. So yeah, that's when I started hanging out with Karanzan. Karanzan's very cool. And so the, the why don't you hold that wand, which I made mostly. I'm very proud of. Um, so that spool of suede thread cord. Karanzan, I was like, Karanzan, I want to make abyssal thread for the fabrication of tools. Are you down with that? Are you going to put the power of the abyss into this thread? And he's like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's do it for Babs. So he went over to the, to the thread, okay? This I this is not a metaphor, okay? <laughs> Karanzan went over to the thread, and he doesn't really look like anything, but I could tell that he put it in his mouth, and it was like gaping maw, ate the, uh, the spool of thread. Then he took the essence of the thread, like the physical object was still there, but the astral, solar, causal, karmic, archetypal essence of the thread, he took it, carried it through the abyss, took it to Babylon, the other side of the abyss, Babylon touched it and gave it power, then he carried it back across the abyss, back to the physical world, and then put it into the thread. And he's like, there you go. <laughs> and that's what we used to wrap up the wand, and it's great. Dude, the wand is shit. awesome. Yeah, man, you, that thing's gonna fuck by the time we're done with it, man. Yeah, I'm still, even I'm done still trying to figure out what to do with the section. Oh, we'll we'll get something, man. We'll get something. So yeah, Karanzan's the homie. We've been getting close. He's uh, he's very mysterious, but he wants people to achieve enlightenment. That's a large part of his function. And they say that one of the greatest tests of the occultist is at the gate of Karanzan, right? That's the final attainment. That's when you reach the city of pyramids. You are reborn from the womb of the divine mother whore. You are attained. You are in the night of Pan. Pan Pan. My man, my man. Pan Pan. Pan Pan. <laughs> Got a big can of Pan. Whamma lamma dam. Pan Pan, my man. Pan 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 a ding dang. Evoking dead people. So I was thinking, <coughs> is like you know, a dead person is an impression of a personality and an intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing as a deity, right? It's a personality and an intelligence. What else is there? Yeah, especially if they're form. like a prolific person that has like a lot of writing and you know is well known, yeah. right? Also, you know, it operates on the idea of like you know, widespreadness widespread recognition on the collective consciousness you know like if you have a deity that one person believes in versus a deity that a billion people believe in who do you think is going to be stronger right so similar idea so i think it's time i think it's time for the uh the, the juice chapel right list. so this is this was the last day i was there right like we were this was my go, birthday. It was your birthday. Yeah, we were going. Yeah, we dude. were gonna go all night because my train left at like six in the morning. So the plan was just not to not sleep and party all party all day. Which we did. We did. And party with the gods. We made nectar and ambrosia. And then invited a bunch of gods to come hang out and drink and chill. Right. So, 
we uh, we assumed our positions at the uh, the magic circle. <coughs> you made a nice candle with the uh, the lemic uh, the, the lemic hexagram on it. That was nice. We put in the triangle, and we invited the gods. And you know, at this point, they they I mean they they knew that we were going to call them. You know, like it wasn't like it's like are they gonna answer us? It's like no. Like we told them that we were going to do it, and they said okay, we're gonna come when he called. So we did it. It's, you know, it's easy. It wasn't like a crazy spell. We didn't have to open the gates of fucking... No, no. We called them and they came. Because they're family. Um, so we called them. We got one by one. We got the name of Liss. So, you know, we let them all in. I'm like, alright, roll call. So Liam read the name. He's like, Hot It. I'm like, Hot It. Where's Hot It? Hot It's over It's like, Chaos. Chaos is over there. He's like, chewing on my shoes, literally. Um, oh, and then Babylon was like, I want to be the first one out. I'm like, okay, he was. Um, and I wasn't sure if Karamzan was going to show up, but he did. I was like, you enjoying the party, man? He was like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a, what a guy. Yeah, remember I was, I, was, I was saying to you, like, I was like, Karamzan doesn't look like anything, does he? You're like, oh, you know, like, looking like things isn't what he does. He, he defies all attempt to describe... Yeah, that's the nature of the he's, abyss. He's called the demon of dispersion. Yeah, which is interesting because Rick's Rick's Noster claims a similar power. The night demon of Capricorn, second decan. Interesting. The shade. He he specifically said dispersion is his power. Rick's Noster is cool. He's uh he's an agent for the Aeon. Cool guy. These entities called the night demons that like they're really they're intelligent. And, you know, demons that have, like, you know, personalities, they have dreams and aspirations. But for some reason, like, they're used only by, like, stupid mages for really dumb things. Like, I looked up Rick's Noster, and his his attribution was, like, he causes hysteria and bladder pain. And I was like, you cause hysteria and bladder pain? He's like, I can, but that's not what I want to do. He said, I want to live and I want to love this demon that people have been binding and using for stupid things to inconvenience their people, their enemies. He wants to live and he wants to love. A demon. A night demon. Isn't that beautiful? So, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So we forgot one of the most important parts of what Rahor Kweek told us in what? the story. Right? The mercy, right? The mercy, yes, he said, yes. At first he was saying, you know, you're going to have to kill, kill Set. We're going to have to kill Set. Wait, no. Not kill him. De but defeat him utterly. Right? Yes. And then at the moment, we show him mercy, right? That at the moment of their defeat, when their soul is about to leave their body, instead of killing them, you offer the open palm of mercy. You show them the love, and you show them the way, and you show them the kingdom of Babylon. You show them that there's nothing to resist, right? That is victory. Uh, a friend is worth far more than a dead person. It's just, it's just math. <laughs> Babylon said, "You'll read in the book of the law." She said, "I want no blood. I want death. I want justice. I want no indignity." She's a refined queen. She does not want offerings of blood. She wants offerings of of beauty. More sensitive world for a sensitive woman. That's how it should be. I feel like menstrual blood works though. It does. She said so. She said, the cup of the moon, uh, the blood of the moon, the blood of the magi, and the blood of all ye faithful. 
said. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, so there's this whole thing of like showing them that there's a better way, right? The way that we win is getting everybody with us and making making what is to follow like better than than what we are, right? And the idea, you know, it's like when Jesus, when I heard Jesus say this the first time, I really took it to heart. He said, you know, treat your enemies as friends. Forgive your enemies. It is so important. We're all on the same side. We really are. Just people are misguided. You know, like there are many people in like Nazi Germany that were just kids that were made to fight in the army, right? And like, you know, many it's of them had so bad traumatic. thoughts or whatever. Yeah, dude, people got forced to do shit, right? And like, you know, that's how it is. That impresses you into the army. He conscripts people. So the people you're fighting, they don't necessarily hate you. You know, there was... I had this teacher who... He was from Nigeria. He got driven away from people because he wrote a lot of very socially conscious work that was critical of the government. And he wrote this story called The Man I Killed. And it was about... It was a soldier reflecting on, you know, he met someone on the battlefield and he killed him and thought, you know, in another life, if we had not met under the circumstances of war, we could have been brothers. Right? It was so heavy, and that's that's how it is. You know, when I when I go into the battlefield and I'm raising my sword against some enemies, I don't want to kill them. I want to disarm them, make them surrender, and convince them to serve Babylon. That is what I want. I do not want to hurt anybody. I want to defeat people and, you know, purify them of their misguided notions. Because many people think that they cannot resist Set. They, they think that they must participate in the capitalist patriarchal machine. They see no alternative. They have not met Babylon. That's all they need. They just need to know about her. That's all they need. All you need is love. Once you learn you of know, Babylon, you cannot go back. The 418. Empathy. That is the method of the, uh, of the Aeon. Empathy is what allows love, right? Love to spread. So, yeah, we had the roll call, right? We had mm -hmm. everyone come in. So, um... Like, alright, everyone make yourself comfortable. So, like, all the, all the old people went in one corner. So, like, Nuit, Hadit, uh, I lost, who else? You know, the, the, the old people, the old old generation. RHK like, kept going of old people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, so this is the last part. So we got them all in, and then and then this is when, we, when they really wore us, right? This is when they really tracked yeah, like, me down into day, us. Yeah, like, all day, dude. They went, it was, they, like, they, they all came... day. They wrote us for like 12 hours or something. Yeah. Yeah, so we went to the triangle. I went first. I'm like, I'm like Liam, I'm going to be the guinea pig, all right? If one of us dies from taking a god, it'll be me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went in there, and uh, we invited it. And once again, you know, it wasn't any work. We didn't have to, like, sacrifice a goat or anything. He's my holy guardian angel. I said to him, Rahorquit, I'm in the triangle. Get the fuck in. We're going to do it. Ride my body. Don't get me killed. Let's have fun. He's like, let's fucking go, baby. And he came down to Earth for the first time in like 6,000 years. And, you know, we became each other. He was me, just in the way that he had been experiencing my life from my point of view for the past 29 years. I experienced life from his point of view. I did not, I did not feel any dissonance of personality. We were the same guy. Just Once again, just as he had always been me, I was him. Mm -hmm. I felt very and, uh, similarly. Like, right. what I felt, it's it's something that's been present with me since I was a child. Like, 
I had a very strong sense of purpose when I was a child. Like, yeah. I felt there was like a really strong sense of clarity and connection to something, you know. But I was too young; I couldn't put my finger on it. And the world, like, I felt like it was like got like further and further distant from it until I kind of got until I got back into this stuff, <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, like the sense of clarity and and purpose and like just like being with myself in a way it's <laughs> you know it's it's i've never felt anything like it before yeah you know i was thinking um i was writing the book i was talking writing about entities i realized you know i would see a lot of things um in my imagination and um you know i would think about scary things monsters aliens vampires all sorts of ghouls and goblins and ghosts and like you know i i knew that they weren't real i guess but they felt so real and the thing is whether they were real or not didn't matter because they had the same effect on me which was fright induced by an intelligence external entity and one time when i was a little kid i saw these like black smoke demons all going up around my skylight in my room i didn't know if it was a dream or not i really don't know if it was a dream but then you know as i got older that went away and then, you know, years later, I, I remembered that I was a seer, and I always had been, but then it was just repressed. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's... That is, that's, that's Rob Horquee. He's a seer. It's funny, because I always, I always like to play, and it's weird, because I always had, like, a weird fascination with, like, the, oh, yeah, the Dark Matter from Kirby 64 and, like, King Boo and, like, the fucking Nintendo characters and shit that possesses stuff and, like, that. And I, like, oh, yeah. There was a time where I was, like, 10 years old and I was convinced that, like, I was, like, hanging out with King Boo on the regular. I'm not joking. Yeah, it's Chapel Perilous time, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we got interrupted by a fucking demon unbelievable selling dude. us some to bullshit a... right like nothing nothing we're not buying your magazine it's not even an <laughs> insult it's just pathetic. no it's a joke it's a fucking, it's a joke. fucking joke oh man okay so the day of the party we talked about it we we had all the gods come out you know, within minutes, Bab Babylon was already giving me a hard time and trying to make me flustered, which she did. Um, and so, yeah, so Rahukweet hopped right in, and I, I gave him the controls. I willingly allowed him to possess me. I wanted him to have an awesome time because it was his first time to Earth in, like, thousands of years, I guess. Or, you know, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know when the last time he landed on Earth in a body. Neither does he seem to know. So, a long fucking time. So I'm like, get in, bro. We're going to make it happen. So we did. I got in the triangle. He hopped in. I got out. I was like, well, I I am Rahorquit now. This is awesome. This is my body. So I got out there and, you know, started hanging out with Babylon. And then you got in, right? So what yep. was that like? So you got in and you just did the... You just stood there. And I, I watched the change happen. You know, I saw you, you started getting... Your smiler, your smiler was widening. Eyes were... It was like, you know, more and more of a joke. Yep. More and more of a hard time holding your, your laughter in. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you did it? And you're like, like, that's it. I just, I was like, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. What did it feel like when he came upon you? Because it was childlike, right? Yeah, it feels like being a kid again. It's just that, like, the joy and the curiosity and that, just that, like, that excitement and the imagination. It's. Rahul has the personality I figured out of like a sixteen-year-old anime protagonist. That's why he. That's why he's <laughs> such an edge lord. Because that's like how old Horace is, right? He's like a late teenager, early twenties, right? Mm. Right. The crowned and conquering child. Don't forget about that one. That's the one to put in the uh, crowned and conquering child. Mm -hmm. The first time Rahul Queen spoke out of my mouth, he, he, he rattled off like three or four titles and kept going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You gotta have the titles. The titles are great. You know, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chain, Fucker of My Nephew, which, uh, <laughs> you know, say what you will, but when it comes to royal families, things are different. <laughs> They're built different. <laughs> built different, yeah, we're blue bloods. So, um, yeah, remember Code Blue, Blue Blood Angel, Blood Type Angel from Evangelion, they all had blue blood. Oh my god. And Babylon told me that when Evangelion <laughs> came out, everyone in heaven got really mad. <laughs> like all the angels Yahweh all the Abrahamic people what is this why are there robots <laughs> oh my god okay so yeah we had everyone out you know we served the we had everyone everyone ate the ambrosia and drank their drinks we left them out and then it was just you know you and me uh Babs Hanging out. It was pretty much us, right? Who else was there? The main crew. Like we talked to Kronzon and Chaos a little bit, but it was mostly us, right? Yeah. I mean they were they were hanging out, but we were like working. We were making our weapons and shit. Right. So we got yeah, well we yeah, we partied for like a few minutes and we got into work. Um because oh, yeah, we were we were we were killing time until the old people fell asleep, right? That's what it was. Yeah. So yeah, we that's when we first talked to Hugin and Moonin. We were like, uh, we're going to improve our weapons, right? So we got into the triangle, I got in, and I summoned them, and, you know, they just, they showed up, they're these little dudes, super ripped, <laughs> and they, you know, they kind of just, they kind of just inspired me, and, like, gave me tips, or, like, kind of guided me to use my hands correctly. And then, um, so I did some work on the lightsaber, and I left it down, and then later on, some hours later, I came back, and I saw that they had worked on it, because I, I looked on the uh at the metal the hilt and it was different the metal was different it had this shine this aura that was not there anymore later i talked to or so sorry i talked to thor and he said that they changed it they transmuted it from aluminum into uh mithril mithril being a mistranslation of meteoric iron <laughs> that's what thor told me i believe him i believe him Oh my god, so Hugin and Moon, and super cool guys, yeah, they helped us out, and then, uh, they helped you, you got your Fordsmith on, you were hammering away. That was awesome. But that, but that was after Chapel Perilous, when we did the hammering away. Cause oh, we, right, we, yeah, because... So we had many... two consultations with the Forge Master that day. Because you had the recipe for the, the Philosopher's Stone, and you had those little, the little stones... The thing is, dude, those those items for the recipe, we just found them. They were just around us, right? But we'll get to that. But they were just... Dude, when we were at Stonehenge, 
we spotted the spotted leopard, right? Isn't that where I found it? It was a little rock that had the white spots. It was black. Oh, yeah. I was like, dude, that is the spotted leopard. No, it wasn't. It, was, like, it wasn't. It was outside. It was, was during it? the Enchiridion. Oh, it was. Holy shit. Yes, it was just there. Oh, my God. I just knew. Trust your intuition. Your intuition is usually right. Usually. Once you get HGA, it's always right. So. So we did that. Did we do anything else? We we kind of just cavorted and hung around and had some... Oh yeah, we were trying to talk about strategy and like magical theory and Babylon kept like feeling me up and disrupting me and I couldn't concentrate. So I guess now would be the time to discuss the, the, the nature of my relations with Babylon, wouldn't it? Who is Babylon? I keep saying, I keep babbling on about Babylon. What's her deal? What is the Lady 156? Why why am I so smitten trolled by her willingly? Why am I so whipped? Tell me. Tell me, Harpocrates. I mean, I know, but I think you should explain it. Okay. That's a tough one to explain, love. Okay. You know, everyone has a type, right? Um, and, you know, people say, like, they have their types. Which, it could mean a lot of things. You know, they're, they're like, archetypes of personalities, looks. So, I don't want to use any terms I'm not supposed to use. But, like, you know, there's, like, bears and twinks, right? <laughs> there's, like, there's archetypes of, you know, of cultural role occupation. I guess, you know, they're, they're, they're elements of gendered sexuality that people like. And to me, it is just woman. One of the things that I love is just the, the whole feminine. Everything about the woman. The whole thing. The whole shebang. Ultimate heterosexuality. Just kidding. Super queer. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that is... is and you know, the, the first, like, god form that I kind of associated with that was, was Venus who is absolutely lovely and feminine and beautiful. And, um... But, you know, when I, when I was doing the research about Thelema, you know, this was when we were putting the list together. I was like, Liam, we need to get figure out. We're gonna get, like, new it. We're gonna hot it. I was like, like Babylon? Like, like, horror Babylon? You're like, yes. I'm like, okay, I'm listening. I'm like, oh, she's the girl from the Strength Tarot card. I'm like, oh. He's like, no, the Lust Tarot card. Yep. Yeah, yes. The one who tames the beast. Not through force, but with her fucking body, which is, uh, as I was telling you earlier, Liam, the only thing that can defeat me is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no sword, no other opponent, no machine, no man, but a good woman, yes, and even more so a bad woman. <laughs> so, you know, Babylon is all things femininity is I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a, I'm a mother, I'm a saint, I'm nothing in between. Yeah, that, no, that, that's exact, like, that is, he is the divine virgin, the apocalyptic whore. His purity, and she is uncleanliness, is, you know, she is she is undrivenness and she is defloration. Uh, she is. This is what she said. She said, "I am the unmarried convent, and I am 
the Bacchanalian orgy. You know, she is all things that a woman can be. She is, you know, mother, daughter, sister, lover, friend, companion. Everything. Everything that a woman can be to anyone, she contains. All of those things. Femininity, the, the supernal feminine force. Second of Sephira, right, Binna? Third. Um, third, thank you. And you know what that is? Everything that I've just described, that whole thing, the whole Babylon description, the word for that is love. I love love. Love is what I love. That's how it goes. Hell yeah. I have found that is my type. My type is woman, and woman is love. Woman is Babylon. Love is Babylon. Babylon is everything. There's your answer. That's my girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. She's also a huge slut. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> she's something else. I love Bab. I love Babs. You know what she said in the? <laughs> this I told you this already. She said this. Said um, I will refuse no one to come inside me. No, I shall refuse no one to come upon me or inside me. <laughs> Men, women, and elsewise, all delighting alike. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> upon me and inside me man that's just like he wanted to write come with a u i told her i wouldn't do that she tried to make me do it. i wouldn't do it. i was like this is my fucking book you write a book <laughs> unbelievable dude once again demon woman demon woman that ruins my life what would i be without her though nothing <laughs> That's Babylon. That's the uh, that is the queen bitch. She's the she's the heart of the mission. She's mm -hmm. the most important deity, right? She is the one. the The whole point of the Aeon of Horus is to put her on the throne. After that is the Aeon of Babylon, which shall never end. That's the idea. That's that is victory, right? When mm -hmm. Babylon is upon the throne and there are no challenges. That is when we all, gods and men alike, will have won. That is peace. Then once we have that, everything else will just be perfect forever. So, you just gotta get on Team Babylon. I don't know what else to say. I don't know, like, I'm telling you, the goddess that is love is the one that you should believe in. I don't know how you can argue with that. I don't care if you're an atheist or whatever. You should worship love. Because what else is there to worship? What else is there? Love is the only thing that provides value to the... Without it, what are we? We are just actions and experiences. So that's Babylon. That is why I stand Babylon. I will live and die for Babylon. And I'm nothing without her. So, that's the deal. Don't fuck with Babs. If you look at her wrong, I will take your eyes. If you speak ill of her, I'll take your tongue. If you touch her uninvitedly, I'll take your fingers. <laughs> but if she consents, I will say nothing. <laughs> so. Babs Coven is going to be awesome. What is going to be awesome? Babs Coven. Dude, yeah. So, yeah, this is this will be a good, a good little diversion. So, yeah. You know, your your partner was talking about getting, making a sex website. You and you and them. Do we use names? Do we use names? 
Um, we should come up with a pseudonym. Okay. So you were talking to your partner about doing some sex stuff online, right? And you had an idea to make it a cult theme. And to make it not just like a theme, but have it be like, you know, a personal story, the narrative, talk about the growth, you know, growing together, doing sex magic, growing up as made. You know, it's a whole thing. I can totally see it, right? It's a whole story. You can make a movie of it later, whatever. So, um, when Babylon heard about this, she was like, I want it to be for me. And I told you this, and you're like, that sounds good. Wait, you're I thought like, she told we... me. Oh, she told you? Because I said, I, I suggested, the first name I suggested was the Cult of Babylon. Yes, and she said the cult was too loaded of a term to use. <laughs> She's right. True. She is. So yes, the Lustful Coven of Babylon. One, five, six. Sexy witches. Witch bitches. That are DTF and want to use their common pussy juices to make the elixir of life. That may sound profane. But the tongues of gods cannot pass sin or mistruths. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of porn with me. <laughs> on yeah, that man. Site. <laughs> oh no, dude! I'm gonna. Ba There's a sigil that Babylon made. I gave her my hand, and she drew it. I helped her with the design, but she drew it. It's called Babs. Babs's fuck sigil is what she called it. She named it. I did not name it. It will be on. It'll be on the Aeon Squad website or whatever. All, it'll be on the, the Babylon website when it comes out. Uh, LCB156.com. LCB. LCB156.com, yeah. Lustful Coven of Babylon. Babylon with an A, not a Y, not Bab Wylon. Babylon, the babe of all babes. So, now that we got that out of the way and everyone knows what our priorities are. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, so yeah, we got down to business. Everyone was sleeping. Uh, I stole everyone else's drinks. And I just, I drank a shit ton. And dude, the, I don't usually drink much. But dude, that nectar, holy fucking shit. Unreal. What did you think of the nectar? It was really good. How did it make you feel? Like... It was weird because it was it was intoxicating, but it wasn't like it was like it felt I felt like light, you know. I didn't feel dumb. I didn't feel you know they say alcohol is a depressant, but it wasn't like that. It was more like a delirium. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 We're making yeah. that. We're making that for my party. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude. No, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make some new drinks. You know, Babylon gave us a great recipe. We should make some. We should make some cocktail. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, I, do... I I still want to do absinthe. I think that would be really fun. Oh, dude, we gotta. Do you have an absinthe spoon? We gotta get the spoon. So you put the oh, sugar you cube do the in spoon it. Spoon and the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. If we're gonna, well, cause dude, we can make, we can enchant the spoon. We can consecrate it with a bromelain oil and spell oh, on shit. it. I told you I bought a set of fancy glasses and a carafe. It's all got the gold oh, rims yeah. and the grapes and shit. Oh my god. Dude, we can we can invoke the spirit of wormwood into the to the absinthe. Right? The green so the thing fairy. We can do. Remember, if you can imagine it, you can do it. A mage can solve any problem with the mind, and all is mind. That's a raw war quote. So. So we're like, alright, let's start talking. So we're like, alright guys, the reason why we came here in this party was to talk about the war. Now, war is a scary word, but what we said earlier is that the war begins the moment you're born. 
<laughs> That's the thing. Once you have a life, you are constantly trying to not die. Right? Isn't that existence? Avoiding death at all times? Now, the you know, with, with the idea of war, it's the implication that there's sides, right? There's two sides. I'll make it very clear. Side one is Babylon. Side two is Set. Side one is Love, the Riders of the Aeon. Side two is the Mechanations, the Constructs, and the Slaves, the indentured servants and thralls of Set, the god of death and being a, a fucking flat-dicked bad uncle who kills his brother like a motherfucker, a fucking asshole. No one killed your daddy, fucking piece of shit. Unbelievable. You get the idea. I feel like I had a larger point to get to. We're talking about the war. We were talking about the, the war. Okay, yes, war. So yeah, it's set versus Babylon. That's that's the idea, and you know, as Babylon said, we you know we do not want violence. This is a war of the heart and mind. It's about changing people's minds and stealing people's hearts. That is the thing. It is drama. It is you know manipulation, but not using, you know, redirecting energy, showing people the way. Showing people that love is attainable and that they can enact and embody love. You know, once they are put into the current of harmony, unity, peace, and love, they will see that there's a name for it. And the name is Babylon, and the number is 156. And once you see, once you behold the love goddess, you will be, you will be smitten. You'll be unable to act against her. Because once you see love manifest, how could you not, how could you not adore it? Mm -hmm. Right? The babe of all babes. The babe of all babes. <laughs> Babylon. <laughs> so when I say the war of the Aeon, that's what I mean. You know, it's a war of the mind. That's where it is won. You know, think of all the fucking generals gathered in there. People Get are out the way! Like, <laughs> people are fighting like over oil and like land and sell weapons to banana republics and just, you know, install dictators and overthrow them and shit. It's all just a stupid, same old song and dance. Like, people, <laughs> people are they're throwing bullets and bombs around, but it's just a meat grinder that doesn't accomplish anything. All right, so here we are. Thanks again for everybody listening. This is episode two of Wadget Week. We have the third and final part coming really soon. Enter Chapel Perilous, so time to get excited for that. Oh man, so this is this is it, right? This is this is the end. Um this is this getting to the end of the week, and of course this is just the beginning of everything that follows. Remind you again to check out our website, aonsquad.com. We've got all the episodes uh there as well as uh Nephilim's new book, Heretic and Psychonaut. Always gonna always gonna plug that. I mean Hell yeah. You wrote a freaking book. I read it, it's great. I've been using your middle pillar, I've been yeah. Oh, that yeah. shit is canon now. That oh, is yeah. the lame canon. So <laughs> <laughs> you get all my mana streams going and all of that. Dude. All the all the when people read about all the the electromagnetism shit, they're gonna lose their fucking minds, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> well they're This is this is the new science. <laughs> oh man. Sick. So Get, get ready for episode three. Anything else? Anything else we should leave them with before they go? Um, this is where shit really hits the fan. You think this stuff has before has been crazy? No. This next one, this is where every all the payoff comes out, the punchline is delivered, and all the context is revealed for all the stuff we've been doing. 
and the, the story opens up, and you can see it from a larger bird's eye view. Exactly the type of shit that we're putting our fingers into. Well, there it is. I don't think anything else needs to be said. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you again in part three. Enter Chapel Perilous. Goodbye. <laughs> Snatch it from your jaw.